When Icelandic pop star Björk was asked about her thoughts on football, she said, Football is a fertility festival. Eleven sperm trying to get into the egg. I feel sorry for the goalkeeper. Jeez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's. Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Coming up is a wrap of all things happening in world football. But first, Australia's campaign has started at the FIFA's Women's World Cup in Germany with a brave 1-0 loss to world powerhouse Brazil. To talk about the game, please, a big Four Diego's World Football Weekly welcome. Live from Germany on our 100th show <laughs> is World Cup Matildas coach Tommy Samani. Hey, Tommy, welcome to the show. You uh, really matched Brazil overnight our time, but, uh, you know, you didn't come away with the points. In the aftermath, how was your young team dealt with uh, getting so close to the world powerhouse? Um, I think it's funny, I think there's an air of real frustration and disappointment around the team. You know, normally, had we put in that performance in the past against Brazil and, and, and lost the game, there would be a sense of, of sort of real achievement, but it's, it's interesting that the, the players <laughs> I get a sense are a little bit frustrated with themselves because, you know, there's a real belief in this team that we can go out and sort of match these teams and get a result, so yeah, a little bit disappointed, but, you know, they won't be too long before they're, they're upbeat and noisy again. Now, Tommy, it's Carlos. Uh, all of Australia is talking about the exploits of the girls and the way they played. Uh, I want to congratulate you for the courage you showed to play the likes of Caitlin Ford, Emily Van Egmont, Tamika Buck, especially Caitlin Ford. I mean, when you were playing a 16-year-old, often we see uh, coaches uh, throw kids in thinking that oh, well, they'll be good players down the track. This girl was almost best on ground against a very, very good Brazilian side. Yeah, and, and to be honest, not unexpected. Um, she, uh, you know, uh, I've said this, I think, to quite a few people, that I haven't sort of just deliberately gone out and picked um, a youth team. These players are here in merit and they're picked in merit. And, and young Caitlin, you know, she honestly doesn't miss a beat. How you saw her play there today is, um, is how she's been playing and how she's been training. And, uh, you know, I know people say it, was, it sounded a bit of a gamble, but I honestly didn't think it was a gamble. And, Fortunately, fortunately, she played exceptionally well. Tommy, one thing about her game that we haven't seen in an Australian female player, or maybe a little bit in Lisa Devana, but the ability to run from deep uh, with pace and just go past very, very good players with the with the odd shimmy or the odd move. At times, she was going past two and three players. Are they, is that the quality of young player that's coming through the W League at the moment? It is. It's a quality of uh, quite a few young players that we've got coming through our system. Um, the W League's helped to give them that sort of opportunity at senior level. But, uh, you know, the coaches in our, our various programs in the States have done a terrific job in identifying those kind of players and, um, and, and bringing them through and developing them because we've had, a, you know, in a sense, a deliberate policy to try and, and develop players who are mobile, who can dribble with the ball, who have got good pace and... Um, and, you know, we've seen that. And we've seen it with, you know, Kaya Simon, Sam Kerr, Tamika Butt, uh, Caitlin Ford. You know, these are all these young players that have come through our, our system. And, and there's a few more behind them. So I think we're in a pretty healthy state. Just watching the game, uh, Tommy, you know, it looked like you really needed some magic, you know, up in the, you know, front third. Now, we know that you're a magician, you know, so put on the <laughs> cape and the uh, top hat. How are you going to conjure up some of that magic that, you know, we really needed um, overnight? 
Well, I think, I mean, that's a good point because I think the one part of our game that, that usually has been good is the fact that we score goals and, and we create chances and we're usually pretty composed in the final third. I think we just lacked that composure last night and I think we lacked that uh, critical pass or critical decision in, in that area. And, and I'm putting it down, you know, Brazil are a good side and people talk about, you know, the beautiful game, but they've got some, you know, um, really tough defensive players. They kicked Lisa Devana all over the pitch last night. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're pretty ruthless defensively and, and one of the best defensive women's teams around. So um, we found it a little bit difficult to break them down, lacked a little bit of composure. But hopefully against, you know, uh, Equatorial Guinea and, and Norway, when I don't think they're quite the same quality as Brazil, that we'll be able to conjure up that little bit of magic in the final third. Here on World Football Weekly, we're speaking with Matilda's coach, Tommy Samani, live from Germany. Tommy, it's Carlos again. Uh... As a hack of a centre-half myself <laughs> over many, many years, uh, I love Servet Yuzinla. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and also yeah. uh, Kim Carroll, that, that uh, partnership in the, in the middle of defence. Servet was, uh, was a forward. Are you taking credit for uh, reinventing her as a terrific centre-half? I, w- I would love to take that credit. However, that credit is down to Alan Stadjic, our uh, N-Swiss and, and Sydney FC coach, because it was uh, Stadjic uh, two seasons ago, had a real issue. He had, uh, he had all these sort of strikers and attacking midfield players, and um, he puts a vet, a centre back, and she's just been like a duck to water. <laughs> she's just mm. fitted in there, and she's been exceptional. And, and I'm really pleased with those two because, you know, they're, they're pretty inexperienced in, in a sense, and compared to most of the other teams internationally. But the two of them have, have really formed a great partnership at the centre of our defence. And so that, you know, I keep telling people. It's not that hard to play as a centre-back, by the way. <laughs> you, you know, you can see the game in front of you, and if you've got a bit of pace, you know, you could, you know, it's not that difficult. That's why Carlos Probably played for you, but <laughs> yeah. not, no, no, not Well, I couldn't see anything. I was blind, and I just had no talent. But, uh, but I, I, I take uh, umbrage to you saying it's an easy position to play. <laughs> it's, it's us strikers that take all the glory, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tommy, but uh, what about, uh, speaking about the striker, Elisa Devana, you know, she, as you said, she was woman-handled uh, right throughout <laughs> the game and, uh, you know, really troubled the Brazilians in the first half and really had a couple of half chances in the second half. You know, that was great, but she also seemed to have gone down injured. How is she? Um, oh, she's a bit battered and bruised. She'll probably be okay for the next game. I think she's got a sort of slight cork in, in her calf from, from one of the challenges, but no, she, she took a battering. Big time, but and I'll be honest, I thought the referee had a really good game last night. But it's one area where you know I think Brazilian players get away with murder, to be honest. Um, As I say, their centre backs probably committed eight or nine fouls on Devana and and no yellow cards, whereas it probably could have got one in the first minute and uh, that might have changed the game. But, But that's football. Now, Tommy, I'm, I'm interested in your halftime pep talk. Obviously, the girls were all over the Brazilians. I think you outpossessed Brazil in that first half. Were you a bit uh, confused about how to go at halftime because you want more of the same from the girls, but you also knew that this Brazilian side was going to come out and uh, and probably uh, lift their game. That balance between being wary and doing what you're doing, did you find that that was going to be a bit of a problem? Well, we felt that, you know, we talked exactly about that at halftime and, and we felt that the first 15 minutes were going to be fairly critical. And unfortunately, we coughed up a, a really pretty bad goal in that time because I, I was thinking about the Brazilian dressing room wouldn't have been a very happy dressing room because the, the last thing they want to do is come to a World Cup and be outplayed by Australia for 45 minutes. 
So we knew they would come and they would press us a little bit, um, you know, a little bit deeper, closer to our goal. And, um, and we, you know, we tried to get ourselves ready and, and prepared for that. At the same time, we wanted to still just try to keep playing the type of type of football that we're that we're trying to play. And, and um, but we knew kind of that Brazil, you know, a team of that quality, at some stage in the game is, is going to dominate the game. And and I think probably the first 20 minutes of the second half, they had the you know the better share of possession. Well, Tommy, let's look forward now and uh, talk about Equatorial Guinea. They uh, lost 1-0 to Norway. It's a huge game for the team, isn't it? Now, um, Equatorial Guinea are defensively minded. Um, you know, are you sitting down and studying the tape and uh, really trying to work through how we're going to beat them 3-0? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. Yes. Yeah, we've um, we had um, Robbie Hooker uh, scouting the game for us last night and also doing some video of the game. So... We've already, I think, started coding that, and we'll, I'll be looking at that today and then having a look at, you know, how we think we can go about beating them. We did see the first half of their game yesterday, so we've got a little bit of knowledge about them now. But, yeah, our, our focus, pure focus now is on Equatorial Guinea, uh, working out a formation, working out a starting line-up for there, and then, um, you know, seeing how we go from there. Now, Tommy, just last question, mate. Uh, your message for the girls. Obviously, you said they were very disappointed, a bit frustrated with the result. They didn't get anything from that game. Uh, young team, what's your what's your message uh, between now and the game against Equatorial Guinea? I think, well, you know, what, a couple of our messages. One, you know, we talked about this game before the, the game, and we said whether we win the Brazil game or whether we lose the Brazil game, that's not going to. Um, Qualifies for the last for the quarterfinals, nor is it going to eliminate us for the quarterfinals. So I have to reinforce that message that we're still very much in this group. We um, also have to reinforce the message of how we played, um, the talent that we've got in the team, uh, and uh, you know that we're still in a, we're in a good place with this team. And the third thing is that we've got to reinforce the fact that all good teams win and lose games, and that the, the real the real sign of a good team is the, the, the teams that can bounce back from a, a difficult game, a bad game, or, or a defeat. And, and that's the type of thing that we'll be emphasising over the next few days. Well, fantastic, Tommy. You know, as always, we uh, really appreciate your time. And uh, please pass on our love to the girls and uh, tell them that the Diegos are right behind them <laughs> and uh, wish we were there. OK. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks very much there, Tommy. Good luck in the next couple of games. That was Tommy Samani, live from Germany. Always a, a great guy to have a chat with and uh, doing a great job with the Matildas. Soft sombrero moment, Tommy Samani, the coach of the Matildas. Next up, it's a global football update, so stay tuned. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. I've had teams before, but if you told them to put it in the mixer, they went home and laid concrete in their backyard. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diego's.